No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Welcome to the Stay Low Podcast. My name is Anthony Barrera. I am your host. Uh, joining me is my co-host, Samaj Melson. Smash a belly, baby. Please say the baby. Yeah, also... Also joining me uh, as a special guest host, James Mena. What's up, y'all? Glad to be here. Listen, this is an emergency episode. We're in the studio. It's Monday. No matter what, we're here. But big news broke out right before the show. Literally, we were in the parking lot and uh, John Gruden is out. He's out. Resigned. Shame. Out, out. Holy shit. The last four hours have been crazy. Nuts. (laughs) So we all knew about the first slew of emails that came out. It wasn't good at all, right? But it seemed like they were going to get over it. And then the next wave came. <laughs> and then that was the backbreaker. Did a little more digging. Ridiculous, bro. Like, we did not know the severity of this at all. Like, it didn't seem like he was going to lose his job over it. And then it just, the plot thickened. And it got deeper and deeper. And it became more and more of a distraction to the team. So I feel like they had no choice. There was no recourse. It's nuts, man. Honestly, I feel like he was... I thought it was going to be Mike Mayock who was going to be fired after this season if the Raiders didn't go to the playoffs. And I thought John would probably have, like, one more season to get it together before, like, you know, questions are going to be asked. But it starts getting hot. It looks like... (laughs) Well, man, it looks like you just fast forward and passed all that, man. And just they got him out now. Because honestly, I don't feel like it was completely working. They have a lot of talent on this team, and this team should not be three and two. You know what I mean? Facts. They should not be three and two. And honestly, like, just some of the draft picks over the last couple years and, you know, moves that he's made maybe weren't the best direction for the team. You know, maybe things could have went differently. So, but who knows? You know what I mean? There's That's no here or there. But long story short is it didn't work out, and that is the bottom line. It did not work out. So to explain what happened in these emails that came out, Homeboy had said some very racist and homophobic things. This was 10 years ago, so that makes it, what, 2011? Yeah. Is that excusable? (sighs) That's major, bro. In 2011? I mean, I understand, like, the content or, like, just speaking was different back then, you know what I mean? We were definitely more flexible, more worse. He thought these would never see the light of day. He thought these would never be out and made public, even though, like, you know... Yeah, for sure. But when you say, like, excusable, like, that's where um, it's a (laughs) thin line, man. Like, he said the N-word with the hard R. You know what I mean? I don't know where that's ever excusable, no matter what year it is, because that's had the same meaning forever. You know, and um, when it comes to, like, the F-word and stuff, I know, like, it was a lot looser back in the day. Like, even just a couple years ago, you know what I mean? I, I get it, but I'm not saying this right at all. So I understand why definitely why people are upset about that as well. But um, when it comes to excusable, I can't say that. But it's unfortunate that it came out this way and that it came out in general because everybody has dirt. You know what I mean? Everybody has dirt. When when something comes out about somebody, there's always other people that feel the same way or maybe have done the same things, and they're just thinking, damn, I'm glad it didn't come out about me. He literally— You like, know what I mean? He but literally resigned it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. within hours. But there's no defending that. Black basically. and white you know clear I mean? as day. Saying. Like, there's nothing to it be was, done. It was game over. The print was there. Damn, that shit's crazy. How do you think, like, the like the team felt? You know, like, just imagine, like, you're, you're chilling, right? You just got this tough loss against Chicago. It was a shit show. Horrible game. Everyone had a bad game. Mm-hmm. 
and then this happens. And, like, uh, you know, you hear Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs both spoken about it already, basically supporting John Gruden. Yeah. Saying that he had, like he, they had never experienced anything like that before with him and that he didn't appear to be that way at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? But sometimes you meet people in a different light. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? There's uh, people out there that are, like, predators out here in this world, but you meet them at work and you don't even, you look at them as, like, oh, that's just Dale. You know what yeah. I mean? Good old Dale. You know what I'm saying? But little <laughs> he would no, never hurt a, a fly. He's a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He would never hurt a fly. But little, you know, he's a weirdo behind the behind closed doors. And that's what really matters is who you are behind closed doors. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people act. Yeah, like, you can put on an act. And it's, a lot of people put up an act. It's true. They, they probably have that feeling because when he's there, he's at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's work mode no matter what. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, this is intense. Oh, hell yeah. This is a special yo, yo. episode. Let's go. This is a special episode. Well, only because, and yo, what's up? This is Oz, the producer here. Let's go. Um, Shout out. But, uh, I, I, you know, I was eating dinner right before I came here. So the, the Ravens Colts, uh, I was going to say match, but this isn't soccer. So the, the, the Ravens Colts game was on. But there was literally a commercial, the NFL being inclusive, and it, it said the NFL is gay. Like, I looked up, and that's what caught my attention, because it was like, what the, is it the NFL is gay? And then I said, the NFL is lesbian. The NFL, you know, and then they go on and on, just, like, trying to be, like, how inclusive they're trying to be. So I'm like, dude, oh, the NFL's man. obviously really hard trying to move away from this. So those comments, like, even if you want to try to excuse it, like, hell, the NFL's never going to. Do you think you there know? was a call from the league office? There was definitely a call from the league office, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, because that. Right? Like, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, that that's where it came down from, for sure. Like, hey, you can resign or it's going to get ugly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because yeah. I was just thinking, as, as you were talking right now, that's why I had to jump on, grab this mic and connect it. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I've, ne- dude, like, even 10 years ago, because, like, these comments came out 10 years ago, to see a commercial that said the NFL is gay, you would think somebody's, like, making fun of it or something, you know, like someone's yeah. talking shit. But, like, this was literally the NFL reaching out to that community and then for to have one of their you know John Gruden is one of the faces of, of this league he is yeah. very well known but Monday the, night that, football he was a guy there yeah exactly I mean Chucky you know kid dresses up as Chucky Chucky and he gets famous you know it, it's very well known so yeah to have some guy like that be still a part of the league yeah that would look very you know I, I could see how the, the gay community would be like dude you're not trying you know? yeah so yeah that's where I think the I mean this is Full speculation, but I feel it was the league. You you make the you do it yourself, and yeah, save any kind of dignity you, you still have, or Jeez. we're gonna we're gonna erase you from the hall you think of fame. That, you think that's it from from like for it, for life? Oh, is out. Dang. I mean that that's a very good question because again he was like, is that it for his legacy? Like no, I was just about to say you kind of just hit on something right now. Does he he does not get into the hall of fame now, right? Oh no, they're not gonna put He's him gonna in there now. The only coach in NFL history with the ring that didn't get into the hall of fame. I don't know if that's Let's true. Say, like, I don't know over. if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I was just about to ask. I was but like, like in the video, when this gets edited, we'll see. But I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Yeah. Unless they probably let it blow over. Because Tom yeah, Flores just got in something like years that. later, and he, and, he, and he had fucking he had you know. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna let that blow. Over no, that. not yeah, not with yeah, not for not. With well, he don't get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it tomorrow. Right? He definitely doesn't get it. As you know what I mean. Not like after this. He's kaput. It he's nuclear really at the time. moment. He's too famous. That's what it sucks. If if he was an assistant coach in Buffalo, everyone just gonna quit know. and yeah. and no matter weeks from now he'd be he somewhere else. But yeah, John Gruden can't do anything. Yeah, you can't 
hire him as an analyst because mm-hmm. people are going to go after this and sponsors are not going to go for that. And I yeah. mean, he's cool. He, he He's a millionaire. He's still going to be a millionaire That'd after fun, this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be on vacation for a while. Starting he's gonna have a podcast. <laughs> we'll in a year with his oh own man, he's like, now I can say whatever I want. <laughs> but anyway, sorry for jumping in. I just, uh, nah, I just we to me, you. it was just again, just seeing oh, yeah. that commercial again. I think even five years ago, that commercial would would have would have been controversial. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Now it's just it's just on on Monday night, and I don't think anybody blinked. But then it, this happened to come out like fuck no, dude. Gruden just fuck any other week, Gruden. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, God damn it. Anyway, back to you guys. So let's real quick. Uh, you know, people really want to talk about Gruden. Let's talk about the Raiders as an organization. The Raiders. You're at week five. You're three and two. Your offense, for some reason, the last two weeks has been absolute dog shit. What do you do? Oh man, I mean, we got to see how this new coach can, can we get his name. Can we get his name? I don't think anyone knows his name. It's hard to pronounce that to me. For me, it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was the assistant. He's just an assistant coach, right? I thought it should have been Gus Bradley, to be honest. Immediate reaction Rich. Gus Bradley should be the guy. It's it's Rich Bracera, I believe. Basakia. Listen here, Rich Basakia. <laughs> I feel like I'm right at you right name. now, buddy. <laughs> You're in charge of the ship. That means a lot of things. He looks like a Raider. You do. I said this outside. <laughs> he looks like your ex girlfriend's dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that you were kind of afraid of, you know what I mean? He thought you might try something. Like, if you were cheating, you didn't want to run into him for sure. <laughs> I think I, if I'm uh, uh, probably just being optimistic, but I, I can see I can see bright things coming coming our way. Uh, we got rid of, think about that, we got, a, we got rid of a fungus, basically, you know what I mean? And it's like, I see the Raiders doing better now. I mean. Might take some time. Week, but five, week five, but. So we're looking at three and four by the bye, right? I mean, that's the vibe. But it, like I said, it all depends on how these players react because honestly, this team is talented, and that's the sad thing. They're just not clicking on all cylinders. The team looked divided. The offense looked so not on page, man. I was just like, they're so incohesive. I was like, how are these guys not on page? People are dropping balls. People are not in the right spots. The, I mean, I understand we have a, a lot of rookies, or not a lot of rookies, but a, a kind of a weak O line. Like you know, what I mean, not a lot of veterans, younger O line. That a lot of penalties are erasing touchdowns, like they're erasing plays, like good plays. For real, and that holding call, pretty frustrating. You, you know the one I'm talking about against Chicago. Because I mean, honestly, the first touchdown from Josh Jacobs. Let's say we get that. That's super early in the game, right? That changes. That changes everything. the entire landscape of what's going on. Our momentum suddenly... would be rolling by that point. You know what I mean? Because we would have scored early, and it looks like a pretty dominant drive. And I'm pretty sure we would have been a lot more cohesive then. But, it feels I mean, it like the, they haven't recovered. You know, when they got back 14, to, you know, they came back 14 after the half against um, against uh, Baltimore. No, not Baltimore. Um, right before this week. Dolphins. Dolphins. No, no, yeah. not the Dolphins. The after, Steelers? Steelers. No, the, after the, the Chargers. Probably. Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> like, Fuck. Like, they, they came, came back 14-0, right? Or, you know, in the second half. And then Carr threw that pick. And it feels like after that moment, after that moment, it just... It fell somewhere. The car and, just stopped. And it just hasn't come back since. Second car turned mm. off. You know. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> now nah, I get it. Um, it's rough to watch, man, because like I said, I've said before on this show, like, you know what I mean? Some quarterbacks do a lot more with less. 
And I hate seeing that, you know what I mean? Because Derek Carr has the potential to do great. He was doing great in the beginning. And it looks like the wide receivers and him are not on, quite on the same page. It looks like he's forcing a lot of things, and he's just more frustrated than anything, bro. Honestly, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. That's just definitely frustration. so frustrated. Sure. And I'm just like, bro, I get it. You're the vet at this point. But it's like, bro, you guys really got to be on the same page to make this work. Who cares if you know other, all the plays? Like, let's make sure that these other players are on board with you. You know what I mean? Let's be cohesive. Like, I don't feel like he improvises very well at all. And I feel like that's a new thing in the league that all the elite quarterbacks are doing. And that is what's separating him. Honestly, that's what's separating him from these elite quarterbacks is the ability to improvise because he kind of sucks at it. I think at this point, the best you can hope for, the absolute best you can hope for is to not have a losing record. Like, fuck the playoffs. You're, you're you know, fuck the playoffs at this point, right? Just to have not a losing record would I mean, be the if biggest. We can make it, it'd be pretty it'd be, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. That being said, a losing record, and I don't know if we see Derek Carr in the Raiders uniform next season. I know that's what's the craziest thing. We don't know what direction this franchise is going to go into now. It really, right now, the 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 all the power is kind of shifted into like both the hands of Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs and Henry Ruggs, and everyone at elite that's a leader on that team. You guys honestly control your own destiny at this point, right? It's on you. I mean, this has changed the whole game. And honestly, yeah, I, I kind of feel like we are going to kiss the playoffs goodbye now. Like, this is something that's major. That's really hard to come back from unless this coach responds dramatically. Unless like, homeboy just comes you know I mean? with that big dick energy. <laughs> and you got a little too excited about that. <laughs> but I think we should talk about how when we had Tom Cable and how the players rallied around him. You know you what I mean? love that guy. You know what I'm saying? He's like on he, the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we get a coach like that, if, if you know, this guy comes through like that, it's possible to come back. We might be better than ever, but we'll see what happens because the defense has been playing very well. That's we have not been blown out and all that. Like, when it comes to, like, our offense not scoring enough points, because if your defense only allows 20 points, it should be a pretty close game. You know Honestly. what I mean? With an offense that's supposed to be top 10. Yeah, but that's enough of that. I feel like that's where uh, we are at at that's this point. You know what I mean? First reaction. Going towards the dumpster fire, but we'll see, man. It's a long season. This has been a very raw moment brought to you by uh, the Stay Low Podcast. We'll see you guys in segment two. And welcome to segment two. We promised you guys this last week, so we're doing it here. Uh, NFC contenders and pretenders. Let's start off with the Cardinals. Obviously, contenders. They're for real. They just mollywopped the Rams, who were undefeated before then. Let's get a vibe check. Yeah. And lead team, completely agree. Contenders. Kyler Murray is that guy. Are they the best team in the league? God damn. Next up, the Cowboys oh. at 4-1, and one, leaders of the NFC least. We'll get back to that later, folks. I'm going to say they're contenders, man, to be honest with you. The Cowboys? Uh, the Cowboys, yeah, yeah. I'm messing with them. Man, take that Raiders jersey off your mic. I'm messing with them. Seriously, man. Dak Prescott's looking like the truth. So. Hold up, hold up. I want to get into a point. Now, I think I was the only one that said on this, and y'all disagree with me. You were talking a lot of shit. You got the robo leg now, you know what I mean? What's up with Zeke? Thought he was done. Thought he was washed, buddy. What happened there? Listen, man. Yeah. So. Uh, let's not act like I didn't tell Oz to draft Zeke. That was that was fantasy team. to screw him over. You thought he was going <laughs> <laughs> to. They're in the same league. Yes, they're in the same. You thought, you thought he, you thought he was gonna, <laughs> you thought he was going to suck. Yeah, drive Zeke, drive Zeke. <laughs> Saquon Barkley <laughs> never's Saquon. gotten hurt. He, oh, he's never gotten hurt. I don't want to talk about Saquon. Oh uh, man, me either. I have him. God but, damn it! Fuck Saquon. Hey, at least you made it to week five, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
Anyways, I think the Cowboys are playing some elite ball right now. They have a lot of talent. Let's just see when it comes to playoff time and when it really counts to see what they I do. can't you know what I mean? wait to see them fall apart in November. Holy shit. I just oh, I can't personally wait. feel like there is some teams that could pick them apart. Slap the pretender label on them. <laughs> I have them as contenders. I'm just putting... Week I'm five. For that week There's five, only a handful of teams that can beat them. That Thanksgiving game is going to be lit. Okay, now someone who's yeah. definitely not a pretender: the Bucks. Tom Brady's the goat. We all fucking know it. Um, I don't really think we need to spend too much time on on these guys. Yeah, same team that won the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, they're probably going back this year. We'll see. We'll see. Um, next up, Packers four and one. The man Aaron Rodgers on his last dance. Shit, what's up? Yep, unpopular take. Pretenders. Look, man, if Devontae Adams goes down, this team is screwed. Every big play they need is through Devontae Adams, man. It yeah. is ridiculous how much they depend on this guy. It's ridiculous how much he comes through, too. He yeah, is he super through. impressive. Like, they literally, the last couple games, they have literally are about to lose by a field goal or less, and then they get in position to get in the field goal range in, like, under 30 seconds because by just one play to Devontae Adams. Yeah. Listen, all I hear is blah, blah, blah. If the Packers play the Cardinals, the Packers win. Wow, that's how you feel? I mean, it's possible for them energy, to beat bro. them, but I, I think when it comes to playoff, I just feel like they're not winning the Super Bowl this year, so they're going to be pretenders. It's going to be a waste because Aaron Rodgers is leaving this year, so Aaron I'm going to label them the as man. pretenders, Listen, man. Aaron Rodgers is the man. Devontae Adams is the man. And when you're the man, you're the man until you're not the man anymore. <laughs> and they're still the man, so let's, you know what I'm saying? You don't feel like teams are better? Not at the moment. Cardinals, really? maybe. Cardinals, really? maybe. But Cowboys don't even make me laugh. Bro, I feel like Cowboys the Cowboys could beat the Packers. The Bucks could beat the Packers. The Cardinals could beat the Packers. The Seahawks could beat the Packers. Uh, the Niners <laughs> the Niners almost beat the Packers. You know what uh, I mean? The Rams could beat the Packers. The Panthers, nah. The Saints, nah. Okay. Well, oh, wait. The Saints did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep it moving. The Seahawks, two and three. Let's hear it. I said what I said. Pretenders, yeah. No, the Seahawks are definitely pretenders, but they could beat the Packers. I'm saying it right now. Russell Wilson is not going to be in a Seahawks uniform next season. He's not going to be in a Seahawks uniform. Man, that's crazy. I feel like they can't afford to lose him. He's injured at the moment, and that's why they're pretenders because that team is screwed without him. Yeah, even exactly. if Geno balls, I don't, I don't think, think I don't think uh, Pete Carroll gets much, rid of Russell. I think we're going to get a lot of shit for this next one, but keep in mind that the Raiders just went through the most horrible thing ever. Man, don't. So the 49ers are definitely pretenders at this point, right? Honestly, it's not looking too good for them. Man. Sorry, buds. Yeah, I think they're like. But when did we consider them contenders? No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just talking shit, guys. But uh, honestly, like Trey Lance is a little injured right now. Jimmy's hurt, so I don't know who their backup backup quarterback is. They should have kept uh, C.J. Bethard, man. That guy's a beast. Anyways, the Niners aren't looking too good right now due to injuries, and it does seems to be the case like every year. Like they have a talented roster. Debo Samuel's looking like an absolute beast, though. Facts. Debo's looking like yeah. a Facts. monster, bro. Like, he's really coming up to a, a, a receiver one. To Debo. And it's, like, really, really impressive. I've told every Niner fan that uh, talks to me about their team, like, I always said Debo's a dog. But, like, he's really even showing out more than that. Like, he's really impressive to watch. But yeah. other than that, I mean, there's a couple bright spots, but it just it seems they always fall to injury. Better luck next season. Subdivision, yeah. Uh, next up, Rams. Matthew Stafford found his new group. Contenders. You contenders as fuck. This. This is my Super Bowl yeah, pick. Yeah, contenders. For wow, sure. Super Bowl pick. Huh? I've already said this. Don't act surprised. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. They just you said that, that about if, Matthew Stafford. Hey, the they showed up against the Cardinals, I guess. That's a, you know what I mean, division team, man. That's a rivalry. That's a good, like, that was a good-ass game. That happens, man. But, yeah, the Rams contenders, definitely. They're there. Matthew Stafford is he's doing his fucking it's thing definitely right now. fitting in, yeah, for sure. Like a glove. Like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, next up, <laughs> Panthers, three and two. What do you uh, think about Sam Darnold and company? Not C-Mac a Mac comes back, that'd be better. Not a terrible team, but they're pretenders, bro. Even though they did just get Gilmore, you yeah. know what I mean? They did just oh, yeah, get Gilmore, right. but that was a dirty fucking trade, bro. They, <laughs> that was such a steal. I can't say the word I use, but holy fuck, they yeah they stole. And what kills me Gilmore. is that you know Richard Sherman barely signed with the Bucks. This Gilmore stuff just happened, and then right before all of this happens, or right after it happens. Trayvon Mullen goes down. Damian Arnett goes That's down. True. And all That's of true. a sudden, the Raiders like need DB help. Yeah. That sucks so bad. Dude, they fucking traded him for a sixth-round pick. Nuts. That's disrespectful. Hey, Randy Moss has traded for like a fourth-round pick. You know what I mean? And then he broke a, a receiving record the next year. So, I mean, teams, teams, teams do it, man. Undervalued. Um, but, yeah, the Panthers, I'm going to say that they're going to be pretenders, bro, because I like uh, like I did with the uh, Packers, I feel like there's a, lot of, there's a list of teams that could beat them. Facts. Uh, Saints three and two. Fun to watch, but pretenders. I think Jameis Winston is gonna. He's already made strides, but God damn it, stop throwing interceptions. Those interceptions are really bad. It's the same type of shit in, that it happened in Tampa Bay, man. It hasn't gotten fixed. <sighs> but he can't argue with the results, man. Sure, five thousand yards, but you're throwing picks like a motherfucker. I mean, yeah, no, no, I get you, man. But I mean, and they continue to win games. I mean, they lost one game that I feel like they should have played better in. Forgot against what team, but like, there's one matchup. I'm like, oh, the Saints should definitely win this game, and then they got beat. And I was like, what? That's this is the team you lose to. You know what I mean? But there's that's a talented roster. Let's see uh, what happens throughout the season. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl, of course, this year. But um, they're fun to watch. I like I like the story. But yeah, no, that's been uh, AFC contenders and pretenders. We didn't have anybody on the bubble today. NFC. Oh, sorry, NFC. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the spirit of Ruben lives. I was about to say, all right, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yes. Welcome to segment three. And we are in a new segment called Over Under Rated. We're going to do three segments that are overrated, maybe, possibly, and two that are maybe, possibly underrated. Let's start with over. Um, overrated statement is that the Chiefs are actually in trouble at two and three. I'm going to say that's an underrated statement due to the fact that the Chargers are a lot stronger than all of us thought, including myself, because I've been on this show and thinking that they didn't even have a better roster than the Raiders, and they show that they can definitely contend and even beat the Raiders. So they definitely mm-hmm. have a, a very nice roster over there. So the Chargers are better than I thought. They're winning games. The Chiefs can't be playing catch-up because eventually it's not like baseball. There's not 100-something games. You know what I mean? It's easy to fall in a hole and not be able to come out of it. So was Fox. Listen, Justin Herbert, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, oh, but it's man. facts. The Chiefs are in trouble. They need to get something going with that defense. They need to do something. Yeah, the trade is. They need, they need trade. That. You know, they need to use some of that fucking Josh Gordon money over there on the other side of the ball. Maybe. What do you think, James? I would say they are uh, that that statement's yeah underrated. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely digging themselves a hole for sure. <laughs> Right, let's move on to the next one, being that the Browns and the Chargers matchup was the actual AFC Championship pregame. You know, what do you what do we think about that? I mean, after the Chiefs falling off the way that they did, it's a slight underrated comment because it's it's possible, it's for surely possible, but the Bills could be in there, and I mean, maybe the Chiefs will get it together. You know what I mean? They have experience in the playoffs. There, you could just never count them out. You know what I mean? That's just what we've learned from them. But it's highly possible. So I would say slightly underrated because it's it is possible. It's not an outlandish statement. I say overrated, just because uh, I mean the Browns are nice. They're really nice. They have a good defense. But 
I just feel like they're missing something on offense, like a receiver maybe. Like I can't say they have a number one receiver. But I don't know. Beckham's not very consistent to me, oh, to wow. be honest with you. Yeah, De- Odell is working his way back in. We'll see. Midseason, he should be back to his self. Listen, Justin Herbert, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, that honestly, boy's nice, honestly I kind of hope it is because I'm kind of sick of seeing the same teams kind of in the same bubble at the end of every season. It's the same shit with the NBA, right? I'm tired of seeing the Cavs and the Warriors in the finals, even though I'm a Warriors fan. Browns and Chargers, I'm with it. Uh, go fuck yourself, Herbert. <laughs> I actually thought that the Chargers were going to struggle with that defense, the Browns defense, to be honest, but they conquered and overcame. That's for damn sure. Bastards. <laughs> Another over. Jags are going to go 0-17. How do we feel? And I think they get one, dude. At, at least, least one, two. man. I, that running back's nice, dude. James Robinson, I believe his name is. Shout out, James. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, man, I'm surprised they haven't won one, to be real. I mean, They've been in close games. They just don't have a lot of talent on that roster, to be honest. You know what I mean? They are years away from being a contender. And this is just, you know what I mean? The In a way, tank year. Like, it's definitely a tank year. Get whatever you can get out of it. You know, get as much Jeez. experience as you can. Set you up like for that. the future. You know what I mean? And just tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence just has to stay healthy throughout the season. You know what I mean? They're just giving him experience getting at experience the moment. Yeah. Seeing what players they are going to keep, who they're getting rid of. They have a lot of placeholders right now. But I don't think they'll go 0 17 to answer the question. It they'll, takes they'll win one or a two games. Special type of mediocre to go 0 17. That like, would be a record because they just added a game. Honestly, and it would be Jaguars. better for them too. They got the first pick probably if they do tank. Obviously, if they do tank, they get the first pick. But no matter what happens, we're gonna keep track of this until they actually do win a game. That being said, it is not the farthest thing from reality for the Jaguars to go 0 17. I said it from oh, jump. Yeah. This team was going to be a fucking dumpster fire, and I was right. Definitely not um, impossible. Like, if Trevor Lawrence gets injured, then for sure they're 0 17. <laughs> like, for sure. They got rid of Minshew Mania, buddy. They messed up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and real quick, real quick before we move on to the next one, since the Jaguars won that game last year, they're like 0 20. Damn. Six marked games until they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1976 record for more losses just, consecutively. I just keep seeing the meme of um, them posting that we're not satisfied after that one win and they haven't won since. <laughs> we're not satisfied. And that was week one of last year. I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, let's move over to under underrated statements. Russell Wilson, and I said this already, will be gone from Seattle in 2022. I can't see that happening. Overrated statement. I, I, this team cannot afford to lose this man. It's not impossible, but I give it like a like a fifteen percent chance. It's a blockbuster trade away from happening. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff that's a blockbuster trade away. Yeah, but like they've or, like there were already rumors last season. Right? Yeah, there's rumors of Derek Carr getting traded every year. That Russell Wilson <laughs> and Derek Carr are in two completely different boxes. I'm sorry, Derek. I love you. No facts. Boy. I've made Jersey's that point. right there. It's signed, motherfucker. But you guys are in two different boxes. I've made that point probably more than anybody. But at the end of the day, I would say that I just can't see Seattle getting rid of him because he means too much to that team. Literally nothing without him, bro. So I can't see them getting rid of him. Like, why lose this a generational talent and is still in his prime. I mean, we'll have to see, bud. About, I mean, I'm calling it. I'm saying it, man. Right, man. You haven't been right so far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, go fuck yourself, Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Next underrated statement. Uh, the Bengals are real playoff contenders this season. Joey Burrow and the boys. Yeah, that's underrated. I would say that's underrated. 
that connection he has with his his older receivers. Hey man, he's got nice. that cigar type energy, you know. I'm an LSU <laughs> fan, you know what I mean. So obviously, I got a personal love for him and Chase. But when you tell me contender, I feel like. I mean, technically, it is just playoff contender, not Super Bowl contender. Because when you tell me the word contender and I think playoffs, I think that I think you have a chance to go through the playoffs, like win it all type shit. They're definitely not a win it all type team. They are better than people expected. And I feel like that's why we feel this way. But there is an extra slot in the I mean, in both both um, and AFC and NFC's uh, playoffs. And I mean, there is an extra slot this year. And honestly, it's looking like the Raiders might fall apart. We are not sure. It's still early to tell. But, I mean, if that's the case, that opens a up a playoff spot. And the Bengals can easily fill that in. And then lose again in the first round like they always do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. They, I'm going I'm to make sure. Yeah, that one's real. They get out of the first round? You guys think they get out of the first round? If they make it? Though, if they make it to the playoffs, they would be the my emotional pick to make it out of the first round. Depends on who they play, I guess. But second motion's out of it, man. Yeah, they would. They oh, would they're gonna they would get fucking molly whopped in the first round. Okay, they would need some miracles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But but I see it happening. Look at the games that they have. Like I feel like some miracles. They missed four field goals, but I know. That's that been crazy. the that's been the end of this of that particular segment. We're gonna move on to something that I think is fucking hilarious. But I'm gonna let Samaj. Yeah, uh, let me let me take over on this guy. So this is something that I didn't think I would ever have to make clear ever in my life. But I watched a video today where a lot of people agreed and I was blown away. Cause I feel like ain't no way I'm that fucking old already you know what i mean <laughs> like where this is like you know people are debating this so shaq and dwight howard two great centers but one is obviously greater they were being compared and in the video that i saw there's a bunch of categories and they're saying who won the categories and i feel like they were very biased because i feel like one player damn near wins all categories you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna ask you guys and see how you feel and see if i'm not alone on this you know what i mean I remember Dwight is a great player and Shaq is a great player, <laughs> but we'll get into that. So the categories, leadership, who do you give the edge? That's Shaq. <laughs> yeah, Shaq. This is a joke, Shaq. <laughs> Led a team to three straight titles, right? Athleticism. Now, this one's tough. This uh, one's tough. Think about tough. it. Athleticism. Tough, but Listen, if both of them are in a fucking 100-meter race, Dwight probably has it, right? No, 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 no. Let's just talk about, like, you know, as an athlete overall because I got a point to make on but, that. But who, do you, who are you giving it to? Probably Dwight. Uh, we're talking Dwight? Shaq, like early in his career, we'll give it to Shaq. But Shaq overall was never one for training. Being a pushover, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but either, oh, oh, my bad. You said training. You were going to go with training. <laughs> I, was, I was going somewhere else with that. But dang, that's a hard one for me, actually. Because obviously Dwight looks physically, he looks physically fit, right? He looks cut. But that doesn't uh, being cut and being big. Look at Fury and look at Wilder. To be honest with you, both but, of them. I mean, oh man, I, oh, that's a tough one for me. I'm gonna go with Shaq though. To be honest with you, okay. Shaq's I respect guys you. breaking rims. Bro. I, I respect you. Breaking, freaking I respect backboard. you for saying that. But uh, I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna get deep into it. So I think Anthony hit it on the head when he said, "So Shaq in the beginning of his career, if you look back at it, freak of nature. Still, I mean, he was a freak of nature his whole career. Yeah, but." Much. In different forms. Shaq was probably one of the best athletes at, on the planet, bro, when he was on the Magic. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't game plan. You could oh, only oh, to contain. Exactly. So, But what I'm going to get into, though, is with what Anthony said. Dwight is 30-something right now. Still a physical specimen. Still jumping like that. Shaq was not doing that. You know what I mean? So Shaq declined over time. Still dominant. But, like, athleticism-wise, you know what I mean? He wasn't doing what he was doing. Yeah, so overall... True. 
Yeah, I'll give the edge to Dwight overall. Like as in like every single year, like combined, you give the edge to Dwight. I believe when you are a mesomorph at the tippy top of human fucking like capacity, which which, which yeah. that's the Shaq was. Yeah, that's what he was. Even what like was. a whatever percent decline still puts yeah. you in a certain. You're bracket. still destroying. You're still one percent. So you know the decline <laughs> was larger, but you know Dwight maintained a lot longer. Than yeah, Shaq. and that that's my point right there. So this next one is extremely deep, and then this is where I feel like it's dis, uh, there's a disconnect. And this is why sometimes trophies and sh- shit like that don't necessarily matter, but we'll get into that right now. Defense. Who is better, Shaq or Dwight Howard? Dwight has a lot of Defensive Player of the Year awards, and Shaq has none. Early in his career, Dwight, there was a case to be made. There was a real case to be made. And Shaq was more, much more of an offensive force than he was a defensive force. That's That's pretty much been known. Still had excellent defense just because he's such a big motherfucker in the middle of the paint, you know. He's knocking everything down that comes near him. But Dwight had better technique, I would say. So you're going to give this to Dwight? I would give the edge very slightly to Dwight. A little more agile, yeah. I would say Dwight. Especially early in his career. Especially early in his career. So this is what I'm going to get into that a lot of people, I feel like this is the misconception. So when Dwight was winning those Defensive Player of the Year awards, who was his competition? Well, I mean, he was who was he with? He was with the Magic. He was with the Magic. But what players at that time were like just defensively amazing? You can't think of too many, right? Shaq was playing against some of the most elite big men of all time. You know what I mean? Hakeem Olajuwon, just for one, which is one of the greatest, the Admiral on the Spurs. There's so many names I can name. Rasheed Wallace and his, but there's a bunch of people. But I mean, there's a or Big fucking, Ben. You had Shane Big Ben Gordon. On the Spurs. There's, there's a bunch of. Well, I'm just I'm just talking about like you know big men and stuff like that for the most part. But basically, because these are the players that Shaq is guarding. Shaq averaged three blocks in that era. Dwight never did that. So. When Shaq? Dwight was coming up in the NBA, though, the NBA had shifted to a much more offensive-styled game. Like you said Dwight? Yeah, that's just facts. The NBA, back when Shaq was in his prime and the NBA that Dwight was in his prime, are two completely different NBAs, even though they played in overlapping Well, when you years. put it, if you want to put it like that, when Shaq's era, centers scored a lot more than they do now. Centers were like, you. center had to be like one of the best players on your team. That's not the case anymore at all. That's facts. You know what I mean? Shaq was going against the the cream of the crop, bro. The, like these are Hall of Famers Shaq had to play against. Dwight hadn't didn't have to go against that many Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? Not compared to Shaq. You know what I mean? When it comes down to being a center, and Shaq was also hanging up with these guys and dominating them as well. Oh, I mean, so, Shaq is, uh, Dwight is also like thirty six, so his, like a lot of his contemporaries aren't even eligible for the Hall of Fame. Yet. I just I just feel like I just feel like when it comes down to this, and the reason why Dwight is looked at as so dominant, he played a weaker era and he dominated. He was just the best player at that time. Shaq was playing against some of the best centers of all time and dominating them. If you if you ask me, who do I rather ha- want to have on my team? I'm taking Shaq offensively and defensively because he's just still dominant down there. You know what I mean? Completely dominant down there. And and I'm talking about athletic Shaq. I'm not talking about Celtic Shaq. Like, we don't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're talking about, like, if I'm taking it every single year, like, to the end, then I'll take Dwight. But honestly, I give the edge to Shaq, bro, especially in his prime. Is there any other categories that we have? Yeah, efficiency, scoring, and playmaking. All three to Shaq. One hundred and ten percent, and I believe they gave they gave um they gave Dwight efficiency, they gave Dwight defense, they gave Dwight uh, athleticism. I think they might have gave him leader. They did give him leadership. That's fucking hilarious. They did give him leadership, and this is the point I'm trying to make: is like playmaking. Shaq was basically a guard out there in the beginning of his career. You know what I mean? He had dimes. He could dribble better handles than Dwight. And then the last category was shooting. 
I think that they tied, and I, I think they should because they both sucked at it. But Shaq, I still actually give the edge. Unless it's a free throw. Well, and then they're both terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're both bad at that. But all I want people to understand is it's not biasism. Ask any NBA player, yeah, ask true. anybody. You know what I mean? That really knows the game. They're taking Shaq 150 times. Dwight would say Shaq. I honestly feel bad for Dwight. Dwight might not. This is an unfair comparison. Dwight might not say Shaq. Dwight might say himself. Dwight might try to tickle you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's my center, man. (laughs) But yeah, um, it's it's not a debate. It's not. Sorry. I don't know who the fuck came up with this. It's bullshit. Shaq is obviously. I'm going to find his username. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that guy. It's probably Justin Herbert. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> Shout out Noah. <laughs> Shout out oh. the boy Noah in the show, man. But hey, listen, that's been the show, man. We had a crazy time here tonight. <clears throat> Let me get a little bit more vino in me. <laughs> Let's go Raiders, man. You guys are going to do great with Let's that. Let's go Gruden. fucking Raiders, dude. So, bye, John Gruden. This is your farewell episode. Farewell. Farewell episode to John Gruden. You know, hopefully the Raiders get it together. A lot of crazy stuff going on in sports. And shout out to Tyson Fury beating Deontay Wilder at the very end. And all I'm going to say is I knew exactly that was going to happen. Wilder did not get any better. Fury was the same boxer. That's all he had to be and dominated him again. Yeah, Yeah. boxing is rigged. (laughs) (laughs) He had Jesus on the side, man. What do you expect? Oh, fuck. I hope you like the wine. It was cheap. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it for the episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Shout out to Solid Bites Media. We are out.